the game is over, but we're just getting started. You're listening to The Fifth Quarter, presented by Twitch on the Raiders Podcast Network. A game of missed opportunities for the 2021 Las Vegas Raiders. Eddie Pascal joined here with my man D-Pen back at the Blue Wire Studios at the win in this fantastic studio, Donald. And it's good to see you again, man. It's been a minute. I'm glad we could get you back in the mix. But you look at this at today, DP, the Raiders fall to the New York Giants. I was going to say the Jets, but it wasn't the Jets. 23-16. And you look at this game, and I don't think there's anyone who would say that this is the best version of the Raiders that we saw. But Donald, for me, when I look at it, it's going to come down to a game of missed opportunities. Six trips to the red zone for the silver and black today. You come away with one touchdown. You, you got to find a way to be better than that, right? Yeah, if I, if I could just get to something before we even start, I, I would like to uh, send my condolences to the um, families of of the um, young lady that was lost um, earlier this week in that tragic accident. You know, us as a football, we're all a family. Even retired guys, we're still a family with the young guys and with the older guys. So, you know, I feel for... Uh, rugs and the whole Raider Nation family, and I feel for that family. So before we get in that, I just wanted to express my condolences to them, and, and, and you know my condolences. Um, and, and I'm sorry, Mr. Rugs. You know I know it's gonna be a, a, a long road coming, but I'm really uh, just wanted to send my condolences to that family. But yeah, let's get to the Raiders now. I was really excited with the way they responded today, though. Yeah, you would. You know, first first uh, first drive uh, touchdown. Um, you know, but D.C., he didn't look like D.C. today. And uh, I didn't want to say that, but he's been dealing with a lot. And I know D.C., he, he has a big heart, and he deals with it, you know, on his heart. And it just didn't look like D.C. today. Uh, am I worried? No. No. Because I know right now on the play at home, D.C.'s going to watch that game probably twice. Uh, he's going to be on himself. And, you know, the Giants did a good thing knowing – did a good job knowing they couldn't go deep. You know, I think those uh, that last interception, like, he knew. It's, it's, it's no deep threat. I'm, I'm jumping everything, the safety. He's watching everything. Uh, they did a good job, the Giants, of, of knowing what the Raiders were bringing in on offense. But I thought the Raiders did a great job of coming in and running the ball, knowing that they didn't have that deep threat. And they ran that ball very well. They, they did a great job running the ball today. No, and, like, you look at both teams, and both teams ran the ball really well. But I'm curious about, about what you said at the top there, Donald. And I think, obviously, a class move and kind of sharing everyone's you know, just heartbreak in, in saying this is a tragic situation, I think is a bit of an understatement. It's a situation that none of us have really gone through organizationally as a, as a football family. Like you said, I mean, this is, Coach Passaggio said it the best, I think, on Wednesday. He goes, there's no blueprint on how to handle something like this. There just isn't. But you look at the way the Raiders came in, and you talked about that, that hot start. But for whatever reason, we talked about Derek's kind of funky day at the office, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as we, as we go on here. But it just felt like they couldn't find a rhythm right? And, and it felt like there was something missing. And I think the obvious thing to point at when you look at this game is they were missing that deep threat. But to your point, they ran the ball really, really well. I mean, I'm looking at the stats here, DP. They ran the ball 20 times for 117 yards. That's almost six yards a carry. I think Josh had another really nice day at the office. Kenyon Drake, north of seven yards per carry. But when you're an offensive lineman, right? We'll put, ask Donald to put his offensive lineman hat on for a second. When you're an offensive lineman, and you can tell that the rhythm just isn't there offensively. Is there anything you can do to try to jumpstart that? Or is it like, hey, like this is going to be one of those days, guys, where nothing is going to be easy for us. We can realize that. We just got to figure out a way to get from A to Z. You're just trying to fight and claw and uh, keep everybody going. Don't let nobody get down on the sideline, you know, because a lot of frustration builds up, you know, when the rhythm's not going. 
So you got to keep everybody together, keep everybody going, not show frustration. Let everybody know we want to play away. Because if you looked at that game. Yeah, they were, they were literally, literally till the end. You know, so you got to keep reminding each other that, reminding the guys that, you know, so everybody stays focused and doesn't get too frustrated. But they were only one play away, and it was very close. Uh, I felt like they, they shied away from the run game a little bit in the fourth quarter. I wish they would have stayed with it a little bit, especially going down um, the last two minutes. But, you know, at the end of the game, as an offensive lineman, you told me to put my offensive lineman hat on. You can't keep punching a guy the same way you've been punching him for three quarters. And Coden made a mistake of throwing his hands the same way he's been throwing. They're going to time it out eventually. They've been going against you for three quarters, for almost four quarters now. They're going to they're time it out. you got to switch it up. Like one thing I used to do, I used to always be, you know, individual hands, throw one here, one there. You know, I used to always throw Coden that. And you're talking about that final play, that final that play. the fourth I know quarter. Yeah. But, but let me say this too. Coden's playing the best football I've seen him play this season. So don't let that one play, please don't let that one play take over what he has been doing this whole season and what I know he's going to continue to do. This guy's playing some great football. I ain't think young, young Colton could get to this level and he's at this level. And my hat's off to him. Colton, if you hear me, my hat's off to you, man. You're playing ball. Don't let that play get you down. I've been there before, Colton. I know. Switch your hands up. You know, throw independently. Like I always, always tell you, play with that left hand. Play with that left hand. But, you know, it's a D lineman. They time it. If you watch it, he got the hand swipe. Once you get the hand swipe, and you lean on your hands, you fall forward. You got to be a magician to recover. Yeah, I mean, I think to your point, though, DP, I mean, Colton has played really, really well this year. I mean, you look at all the different kind of variations and curveballs that this offensive line has been thrown, and big shout-out to Tom Cable for getting these guys ready to go week after week after week. But you look at Colton, and he has very quietly, and you know Colton better than I do, but he's not a, you know, a big you know, oh, pound-your-chest kind uh-huh. of guy. He's a lead-by-example, quiet kind of dude. And that is exactly what he has done all of 2021 on the left side of that offensive line. He has been, he's been playing incredible football. And like you said, you don't want that one moment at the end of the game to, to kind of come back and be what everyone remembers coming out of this game. Because the reason that the Raiders lost this game is not because of that oh, one not. play. It's not. That's, why, that's yeah. why I'm telling you, Cole, make sure you don't let that beat you. That's why I made that point and making sure because you're playing great football and keep it up. You know, one thing about him, he's playing great football in the run and in the pass. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to combine that as an offensive line. I've been there. You know, I might have some games where, oh, should I shut this dude down pass? Well, but, oh, man, I wish I would have ran the ball better. Colton's doing it both ways every single game. And I'm love, loving watching him, watching him play. So, please, Cole, don't let that beat you up, man. Now, one play, I know you're going to bounce back from it. I know, I know uh, Mr. Cable, who's one of the best, the best in the league right now, um, he's going to have you right. And just like he's – done with that main shift offline offensive line he's done a great job yeah and look there's so many reasons that that today was today right it was like we talked about at the top not the best version of the 2021 las vegas raiders but dp you look at Derek's line he goes 30 of 46 296 yards one touchdown two interceptions two very costly interceptions and we talked about this wasn't the the dc that we've come to know right this was the DC that you see once in a blue moon. He's a human being, right? This is the human Derek game. You look at what he did uh, two weeks ago, the last time this played. I mean, he was playing like Madden out there. Like they were literally Madden numbers that he was putting out. Today, he comes back down to earth. Now, how much of it do you think is, you know, Derek just didn't have his Wheaties in the morning. He didn't have his A game. How much of it was the Giants and what they were able to do defensively? And then also throwing the fact that, look, it, it was pretty evident as we watched that game that the Raiders did not have a deep threat and the Giants knew that 100%. You know what? I forgot what coach used to always tell me this, but I always used this saying. They get paid, too. Yeah. The Giants get paid, too. They coach staff get paid. They coach staff stayed up late night knowing that we were going to have a deep threat, and I thought they did a great defensive plan, keeping everything in front. But on the other hand, I think Ole did a great defensive plan of having some double moves in there 
you know, getting them a little loose. They weren't super deep, uh, spreading the field out. We, we attacked the middle of the field great. I thought that with receivers and tight ends. But I think we went to the well one too many times on that double <laughs> yeah. that double at the end. And that safety, he, he must have did a great job watching film because he knew something was over there. Because when they showed the replay, he shot over there immediately. He knew something or, you know, at some point in the season, I do remember even when I played, we always changed up our calls. This midseason, it might be time for the Raiders to change up their calls. You know, they might be catching on to the calls and the signals, but that's something that we used to do all the time in the year. You know, midseason, when we start watching the TV coffees and we hear them picking up on our, our calls, we start switching them up. So this might be a time where the Raiders might need to switch up some calls and some signals because he kind of did jump on that kind of kind kind of pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, you look at – at what this offense looks like now without Henry Ruggs, right? And it, it feels kind of silly. We've talked about this a lot all week, Donald. It feels kind of silly dissecting Henry Ruggs, the football player now, given everything that's happened the past week. But, you know, we got to, you know, you carry on, you do the best you can. But without Henry Ruggs, the football player on this team, we talked about the lack of a deep threat. And, and look, you don't know what this team is going to do over the next 72 hours in terms of personnel, bringing someone in, elevating some of the practice, call, whatever it may be. And regardless of, of if someone comes in or if someone doesn't come in, right? you're not changing the bulk of your offense, right? Based around one player. So Ole's going to do what he does. Derek is going to do what he does. How do you, as an offense, knowing that you don't have the, the prototypical speed guy right now on this roster, how do you continue to attack a defense and do it effectively, knowing that, hey, there's this one thing that we used to have and we just don't have it anymore. How do you kind of, over the next nine, 10 weeks, whatever it is, how do you keep doing that? I got the perfect answer for you. Keep running that ball. Because when that run game gets going, those safeties scoot up. When that run game gets going, safeties start looking in the backfield. When that run game gets going, play action. I could get open on a play action deep <laughs> <laughs> if the run game's going. You know, I could hide back there. But, yeah, we got to get that run game going. Yeah, and Get that run game going, that play action game's going to help. Uh, the corners going to have to start coming up and tackling. They're going to start peeking in the backfield. Everybody's going to start peeking in the backfield. And then the play actions, we're going to start getting behind people. So that's something that we can um, definitely do until we, we get another speed guy in. But I, I think with the line and the way they're playing today, I think we could definitely do it. You look at the run game today, Don. We talked about it, almost six yards of carry. I think this is the best game of Josh that we've seen in 2021. And, yes, I know he was kind of banged up. That's in the early I was just about part to say. I hope they yeah. stay healthy. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's the huge thing, right, is you hope both him and Kenyon Drake stay healthy. But Josh, you know, almost six yards of carry. Kenyon, almost seven and a half yards of carry. And Ole seems... The, the one thing that I've, I really appreciate about Ole now in his third game today calling plays in 2021 is that one thing I've appreciated about him, and today was a little bit different because we talk about the lack of personnel there. We talk about kind of all the things shifting around. But the one thing that I've really enjoyed about the Ole play calling is that he hasn't been afraid to take a deep shot. You look at that early third down completion of Renfro, I think that was on like a third and four, and him and Derek just say, okay, we're going deep. Go do your thing, Hunter. And, and I think that it's so refreshing to see that because it keeps the defense honest, right? Because exactly. that's a... That's a traditionally a running situation. And Derek says, nah, let's go deep. It kind of reminds me of, and you were here for this, it reminds me of kind of the Musgrave era of like 2016, right? Oh, when we just had those uh, play action passes. Yeah, it'd be like third and one, and let's go five wide and, and spread it oh, out. You yeah, know I, what I mean? I used to love that. I used to love that. Or, or well, yeah, when we did go five wide, we just we just uh, shred them apart. But have you seen what Baby Wes Walker did today? Is that what we're calling him now, Baby I, West? I've been calling him Baby West. You remember last night? That's my nickname for him. But I'm mad, too, because I went against him against, on my fantasy. Oh, that's tough. That's like, tough. Last time I checked, he had like 16 points against me. So Yeah, you look But, at- no, nah, he's he's playing great, and he's um he's doing a great job. Ole is going to do a good job of mixing things up. And um, one thing about it, 
You see a little change with Ole. See how the run game is a little bit. You remember I told you, I told somebody, I, I think I said, Ole's going to run the ball a lot more than Gruden. He's going to stick to it a little bit more. And it's easy to stick to it, though, Don, when you're averaging almost six yards a pop. You know, going back to the first to, run of the game, I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. And you, you talk about Baby West Welker. Let's look at his line real quick. Seven catches, 49 yards with a touchdown. I don't know if there's been a more valuable piece to this Raiders offense in 2021, Darren Waller included, than Hunter Renfro. I mean, this dude does everything. I know he had kind of the muff punt today, which thankfully didn't come back oh, and invite the team. I was, I was watching. I was like, I was so happy that we covered that. I, I know. Like, I, and, it, and it's very out of character for considering everything that Hunter's done this year. But you look at week in and week out. He shows up. He catches the ball. He gets first downs on third and forever. How valuable is it to have a guy like him for Derek, knowing that, hey, it doesn't matter if it's third and two or third and nine. Like, I'm going to be able to go, and I know Hunter's going to be open. Oh, it's great. You know, just kind of like when Tom had that uh, that safety blanket. I remember when I played in Tampa, we used to call it, we had Ike Hillard. I don't know if you remember him. Uh-uh. Receiver Ike Hillard, we used to call it third down at Ike because we knew we had that shifty slot guy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to mismatch on, on safeties, linebackers, everything. But it's really great knowing you got that safety pocket and then knowing that you got another great tight end that's big and tall. But Hunter has come, come through time and and time again, but you talk about just this year. Last year, he had a great year, too. That's when I started knowing about him and really falling in love with him, and he's just picking up. And, you know, one thing I would say, do I would say get a couple more little quick quick screens for him. Hit, hit him with a couple of little quick, those quick little outside screens, man. We got tackles that can run. Colton, I've seen him get out there and yeah. lay, some, lay some corners out. Um, so I would like to see, see that more, but I think they're doing a great job of, of putting him in the perfect spot for him to help and, and have that cushion for Derek on third down. I know Derek feels comfortable. You know one thing, though? I am not worried about Derek. Who we got next week? The Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be here for that one, too. Yes, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Derek's going to come. Oh, that's going to be a perfect game for Derek to come back the out this back. Oh, oh, The bounce back. Oh, hey, Derek, you picked perfect timing, baby. Yeah. But, but, Derek, you know what, man? As much as you've been going through, bro, I know your heart's heavy. I know you got a lot on your shoulders, man. Just just keep doing what you're doing, man. I know you. I know you. You're doing it, and you're taking care of everything and everybody. Just, just keep doing what you're doing, D. Um, your team got your back, and the Raider family, we got your back, too. You know, we're going to talk about the Chiefs in just a little bit, DP. But I, I, going back to Sunday, or going back to earlier this afternoon, I should say, you look at what the Giants did offensively, and it wasn't very glamorous. It, it wasn't very flashy. It wasn't very sexy. But to me, it comes down to this. The Raiders had a really, really hard time stopping the run. Devontae Booker got rocking again. Career day for Devontae Friend of the program, Devontae Booker, actually. I ain't 21. starting him. That's I ain't right. starting him today. Ah, uh, you messed that one up, DP. 21 carries, 99 yards for Devontae. But in total, 149 yards at almost five yards a clip for the Giants. And this uh, Raiders defense has played so well this year. And I think today they also played a really good game. Oh, yeah, I, I, think, I think so, too. I think, Besides that, yeah, definitely. We got to point that out. Yeah. yeah, I think Gus Bradley has done an incredible job incredible. with this group. A group that last year, and you and I have talked about this. For a, a few group, years. Yeah, a group that <laughs> yeah, a group that, that candidly did not perform up to expectations last year. And they was the biggest question mark for the 2021 Raiders is what was Gus Bradley going to be able to do with this defense? And time and time again, week after week, and today was no exception to that, he got those guys where they needed to be. They played a good brand of football. In my opinion, they played good enough to win, Donald. But it's hard in the NFL to give up 150 yards on the ground to, to kind of lose the line of scrimmage like they did today and still come away with the W, isn't it? It's definitely hard. You should never lose a game if you're running for 150 yards or more. And if you do, it's it's devastating. But yeah, they, they got to pick it up on that run a little bit. But one thing, you, one thing I've known about Gus's defense is if you run against them, 
You get you get it going, you get it going. Uh, you got to feed, but that's the only way to beat because defense is to run against them. But the good thing is, was something they can build on is when they did have to pass, the pass rush was there. Yeah, oh, pass rush was coming. We got to play this run better though. We can't just rush pass it, but that's one thing that's great that we can build on. I mean, I I thought those those two outside guys did a great job today of getting after the um, passer, getting after Daniel. But yeah, we got to stop that run, um, especially with a backup running back doing that too. Like 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 that's really, you know, Giants don't don't. Does not have the best offensive line. We're going to play against many, many um, better offensive lines than that. So, you know, we got to get it right. We got to get it together. And like I said, the whole team, I'm, you can't make excuses. But what, what's that saying? The elephants in the room, the elephants mm-hmm. in the room. This team is dealing with a lot. Yeah. And okay. they still came out and performed strong and fought hard and went. You know, I'm not trying to make excuses for them. You know, I, I've been in there where I deal with stuff. You're professional players, you have to do it. But this team is dealing with a lot in the last few weeks. And they're still coming out here playing great ball taking it down to the end. I think, you know, after this week, I really think they're going to bounce back and, and get back on track. And to your point, Donald, where Gus Bradley's defense really did turn the Giants into a one-dimensional team. Daniel Jones' line, 15 of 20, 110 yards with one one touchdown. I mean, credit to Daniel Jones for making the plays when he absolutely had to make them, but he is not the reason that the Giants won today. No, he, he did a couple of good things yeah. with his feet, you know, here and there, and especially towards the end, but, but he's definitely not that run game. Controlling the clock. What was the time uh, time position? If you have it, let me scroll. Um, them them controlling the clock with that run game and stuff, and you know keeping DC. One thing the Raiders have to do that to win is keep DC on the field. The offense has to stay on the field. When we're on the field, we have the time possession. We're um, and as a coach, I would feel comfortable like that because DC is a great leader and a great um, you know engineer to be be running that train. So that's one thing as a Raiders team, we have to keep the ball longer than the other teams. Yeah. And you look at you look at the at today, Donald, and there, we talked about it at the top, but it's the six trips to the red zone. And if you go to the red zone six times, that's great. Getting into the red zone is is fantastic. If you go there six times, coming away with one touchdown is not good enough for an offensive lineman, right? If you were in that huddle, if you look at this team in totality, they move the ball, move the ball, they do it really nicely down the field, and then you get into the red area. What is the secret, the key for this team now going forward of turning all these field goal attempts and unfortunately for today a, a missed field goal attempt? Into seven points and not three. My boy Daniel. I, I love Daniel. Me too. No, that's my guy since he came to the race. I, I, I was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked. That's money, man. That is money, man. I was shocked. And I'm, I'm not worried about him. I'm not worried at all. But he is money. I was really shocked about that. But getting back to what you were saying, getting back to what, what were we. Key in the red zone, Donald. Oh, yeah. How okay. Do we, how, do we get into, yeah. how do we get into the end so zone? So one thing I know about Oli, Fridays, it's red zone day. Like that's one of our biggest presentations in the, in the meeting rooms, red zones, because you just explained to me how important it is to come away with points there. So they do a whole big, big spew on Fridays on red zone. We attack red zone hard as the Raiders, and I know Oli does. So I know they're going to come in and, and really examine this this uh, film and learn from it, and they're going to have a great red, red zone package next week. But that's what when we get back to the momentum things, the red zone stops, breaks the momentum. It breaks the momentum, and they had no momentum that game. You know, and you got to finish. And the thing, as, as a lineman, it, it it gets hard on you. And then next time you get there, you you, you start getting uh, – you, you get more more um, excited. Like, we got to score. We got to score. You are more nervous. We got to score. We got to score. We got to score. So each time you don't score, it makes it even, even more uh, – it makes it more harder hard on yourself that uh, later on you get into it because you want to score that much more. You, and you know you need it that much more because that, that game was, what, six, seven points away? Yeah, I mean, the game was there. And I think that when we look back at this game at the end of the year, DP, 
I think this is, you know, and hopefully we're not in the situation where you're like, oh, you know, if if X, Y, and Z would have happened, we could have gotten into the postseason tournament, right? Like, that's what you don't want to be. Yeah, but you know one thing I might, I, I mean, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, but you yeah, know one yeah. thing, too? You know, they might have had to take a little bit of time from the Reds on this week to focus on other stuff since they didn't have the deep threat. I just thought about that. With this happening on Tuesday, they're already deep into their um, their game plan Tuesday. Like, Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday is their big game plan day. You know, so that happened Tuesday night. They probably had to put a lot more time and a lot more effort into, you know, the passing game. And might took a little time out of the red zone this week. I'm not saying that. No, I'm just saying that might have been a scenario with this stuff happening. Yeah, but there's, but, there's, a, there's a reality there, right? Exactly. Uh, you know, things change. And, and it's one thing that, you know, we've dealt with a lot in the past month, right? In the past 30 days. There's been a lot of change and there's been a lot of adjusting on the fly. There's been a lot of, okay, what we thought was going to happen is not really the case. Now, how do we do the best that we can and go forward? But I, I look at today, Donald, and we talk about, you know, you hope you're not at the end of the game, or excuse me, at the end of the year, and you're looking back, oh, if we could have had this game, we would have been in the playoffs if that could have happened. But this was a game where I think when you look at the end of the year, the Raiders are going to be the better football team. I think today the Giants were the better football team, and give them credit because they did enough to win. But at the end of the year, I think the Raiders are the better football team, and this is one of those games where you're like, I should have had it, we could have done it, it was right there for us. So you've, you've been part of teams where you lose the game that you necessarily shouldn't lose right? How do you bounce back? What is the mindset? What is this plane ride back to Las Vegas like for Oli, for Derek, for Unique and Max, for all these guys that are saying, hey, we're five and three now. We're still at a good place, but how do we now really kind of lock in, dial in, and get ready knowing that the Chiefs are coming to our house in, in just seven days? They had to forget about it. They had to forget about it immediately and get on to the Chiefs. But you, like you said, I, we pray this is not one of those games that we look back at because like at, let's be honest. We should have won this game easily. We should have. Um, but I pray it is. I've been there before where it's happened. We look back and we lost the game that we should have won. And it hurt us. And it's just like, ah. But on the plane ride home, Ole and D.C. are watching this film. They got a long plane ride home, so they're probably watching it twice. Um, Ole's probably walking walking up and down the aisle on the plane, you know, going back to Derek, showing them stuff, talking. That's what, that's what they used to do. They're going to get back in. I know uh, Basachi's going to get in there. They have to forget about this because this is a big game. Big, You don't want to just forget about it. They're going to come in Monday and correct it, but you got to let this go and don't harp on it because we have a big division opponent. And um, the Chiefs, they're hungry too, and they're mad too. So it's going to be a good game coming in. So they have to forget about it. But, you know, this week of practice is going to be tough. Uh, they're going to be hard on themselves. Have a good hard week of practice. Prime time Sunday night, right? Yep, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, so they're going to be ready. I, I'm, as a prime time Sunday night, you – you got to be ready. You got you, you got to hype You got no choice. And, and Kansas City, and you you got to be juiced for this game. You absolutely have to. And look, this is such an odd game, you know, a disappointing game, an upsetting game in so many reasons. But you look at this and just kind of illustrate the funkiness of what was going on today. The Raiders, 403 total yards. The Giants, 245 total yards. You don't see that, that stat line a lot, Donald. And then the team that outgained the other by over 150 is the one that's flying home with an L. That's why the biggest thing, that's why you got to forget about it. Because if you, if you analyze it like that, it's yeah. going to eat you up. How? How? You know, you, you got to forget about it and move on because hearing that, that's going to eat them up. And you know, I already know because they get the stat sheets on the bus. They be sitting on your seat. So you're going to see that and, and you're going to eat it up. And then defense is going to be looking like, oh, what can we do more? But you got to stop that run too to help us out. You know, so, but, but, Seeing that stat thing, it should be no way we shouldn't have won. But like you said, we got to turn those threes into sevens. Yeah, I think that's really the, the big takeaway from today is, you know, in order for this team, and, and look, we talked about it a lot. This is a 
bizarre week, I think, to put it to put it gently for this team. This is a bizarre week for Rich Bisaccia. This is an incredibly odd situation for Derek Carr, for all those guys. Like there's like we talked about, there's no blueprint for how to come out of something like this. And I think there's a very human element. And I'm not suggesting that because of what happened earlier in the week, that that's the reason why the Raiders lost today. The reason why the Raiders lost today, they couldn't stop the run, they turned the ball over too much, and they didn't win the red zone. That's the reason that they lost. But I think that you go into this this now, I guess, second portion of the season or whatever you want to call it, and the Raiders got to figure out, we who are we? who What do we do well? We have everything that we want in front of us. We have a big division rival, to your point, coming into town on Sunday night in a game that we are going to be gassed up for, ready to go. The Chiefs are not playing their best football. They're gassed up. They want this win, too. You got to get it while they down. You, absolutely. And so you look at Derek, and you and I have talked about this a million times. For better or for worse, when things go really well, the quarterback is going to get all the credit in the world. He's an MVP player, you know, signed him to a long-term extension. He's going to the Hall of Fame, yada, yada, yada. When things don't go well, he is also going to shoulder a lot of that blame, whether it's fair or not. It doesn't matter if he throws for 300 yards. He's still going to shoulder that blame. You've seen Derek grow from a rookie to, to a guy that was six months out of Fresno State the first time you met him to a guy now who is unquestionably the leader of this franchise. What about Derek puts him in a position, because we talked about this earlier, you don't see a lot of games where Derek has back-to-back bad games, right? You'll see Derek with kind of the blip on the radar and, hey, he didn't have, he didn't have his, his fastball, but you don't see that two weeks in a row. What about Derek is, has him built to kind of respond in a big way to what we saw this afternoon? He got that, he got that mentality that you can't teach. You know, it's, like, it's that it factor. I always use that little Gatorade term. Is it in you? It's in him. You know what I mean? Everybody, it ain't in everybody. You can't teach certain things. You can't teach this. You can't teach that dog mentality. You can't teach that anger and want, wanting mentality, but the anger's going to come out in its play. You can't teach that. I had it. I was lucky enough to have it. There's a lot of people in the NFL that have it, you know, but I've seen a lot of guys that didn't have it. And a lot of guys that try to teach have it. Try to teach it to them. You can't teach it. It's either in you or you're not. DC special. He's a leader. He's a special quarterback. And he puts in the work and the time to be as great as he is. DC probably going to be in there at 5.30 tomorrow on a Monday. Crash not a Wednesday, not a Thursday on his normal 5.30. He's going to probably be there at 5.30 tomorrow after this flight. But DC, he's, he, I feel for my brother right now, man. I know I know his heart's heavy. I know he got a lot didn't add to his loss, too. I know his mind's probably going racing right now on this plane. Yeah, and I think that we talk about the very human element of this too, right? Where I think that one thing that has been really, I don't want to say refreshing because it's the Derek that we've come to know over the past eight years. This is a guy who is built in compassion, right? He comes at everything from a place of compassion, of support, of love, of how can we build people up, which frankly, you don't see a lot in the world, especially especially in the NFL. You know that. And so I think to your point, he is built to kind of handle everything that's been thrown at him over the past month. He is built to kind of lead this team coming out of a disappointing Sunday and into a very, very critical game Sunday night at Allegiant Stadium. Well, DP, before we get you out of here, let's just touch on Sunday night real quick. 30 we, seconds. Hey, oh, go well, ahead. My bad, you but got? you got to look at it, too. We, 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 we still only barely lost. Yeah. We, we're doing all this, though, but we only we still had a chance to win. Yeah. And we I, barely, barely lost. We had a chance going overtime to still win. So I'm, I'm concerned, but I'm still not too, 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 too concerned. But we still have to analyze everything, but – we still almost won that game. So that's a lot to look forward to, Raider fans, and look up to. Yeah, and that's a fantastic point because I tweeted out with two minutes left. I said, look, today has not been pretty. Offensively, it has not been pretty. But if you told me 
that Derek Carr has two minutes to go 41 yards to tie the game on the road, you would take that 100 times out of 100, wouldn't you? I've been a part of it 100 times. Yeah. So I, wouldn't, I wasn't worried at all. I was like, it's too much time. And I was like, you know, I was thinking too, let's make sure we don't give them the ball with enough time just in case something happened because they did have, still had three timeouts. But I was not worried at all. Over two minutes left, Derek Carr got the ball. I thought he was going to do what I've seen him do a million times. And bring us back. And we were right there. Yeah, I mean, we were right there. he was right there. And, and we were, we were right literally there. one or two plays away from him doing just that. But and, you, and I'm Colton, you played an incredible game. Do not let that one play beat you up. Beat yourself up about it because that's what I would do as a player. But then when you get back out there Wednesday, Colton, let's go back, bro. You're having a heck of a career and a heck of a season. Keep it up. Absolutely. So looking ahead to Sunday night, DP, real quick. In a sentence, the Raiders are going to win on Sunday night. They will bounce back against a Chiefs team that is not playing their best brand of football but still has Patrick Mahomes at the helm. The Raiders will win Sunday night if? If we stop the run, keep everything in front of us on defense. Can't let Hill get behind us. And on uh, offense, every time I beat the Chiefs as a Raider, we have ran the ball on them. You scored a touchdown against the Chiefs, didn't you? No, I did. No, I who do you? Uh, I did Tampa. Tampa. And, and, uh, 49ers. That's right. That's right. But every time I beat the Chiefs, we had ran the ball on them. From the first Thursday night game, I beat them until, you know, all the times I beat them, we ran the ball on them. So we got to run the ball. And the Chiefs are known for giving up big on the run. So we got to run the ball on them. And defense, we got to keep everything in front of us. And our pass rushers, let's hit Patty. Yeah, you got to do it. Look, the defense, you know, you talk about the, the Raiders' pass rushers, unique in Gakwe, Max Crosby playing a great brand of football. The running game got going today. Derek Carr, not his best day at the office, but as we've talked about, very, very confident that he's going to bounce back in a huge way a week from tonight against the, uh, excuse me, the Kansas City Chiefs. So, DP, good stuff today. I know you're a busy man. I appreciate you coming to hang out with us. So we will see you. Hopefully we see you next week. I will uh, definitely yeah, be here hopefully, next week. Hopefully we see you next week at the, game. At the uh, game. But between now and then, man, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll catch up with you soon, all right? A big thank you to our friends at Blue Wire for hooking us up today. Big shout out to my boys in the uh, behind the glass. So for Eddie Pascal, my man DP, uh, Ray on the ones and twos, everyone at Blue Wire, and the millions of people, well, not, that's a little bit much, the dozens of people, Donald. We appreciate helped, you. Yes, who helped us Raider get today. Nation. Who helped get today's show off. We thank you, thank you, thank you, and we will catch you guys next week following the primetime affair against the Kansas City Chiefs on the fifth quarter. Have a good one. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to The Fifth Quarter, presented by Twitch. Make sure to download the Raiders mobile app, and we'll see you next week.